1: Sometimes.
0: And sometimes, normal. On this episode, I'm joined by musician Mark Fisher. In the summer, Mark is probably a staple at your favorite shore bar, or maybe you've caught him at Shady's or any number of his regular haunts playing banger after banger. Mark's a dual threat. You can listen to him at various bars playing all the hits or stream his original music on any platform. Mark and I discuss how someone breaks into the business, staying at a hostel in Key West between shows and never knowing who your roommate is going to be, getting tired of Facebook Live shows during the pandemic and deciding to record your own original music. I've known Mark for a long time. He's a good dude. If you see him jamming, tell him you heard him on Wild and Weird. Enjoy the show. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey? Escape the city and move to the suburbs? Finally purchase that vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email brianmccoach at kw.com. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients, organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's WILD, A-N-D, WEIRD. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. Welcome to another episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. I'm your host, Brian. And today my guest is Mark Fisher, a musician from Somerdale, New Jersey. Welcome, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, man. So we went to the same high school, Sterling High School, representing
1: we did, we did.
0: One of the first times, I'm, you know, I'm sure you remember this. If I said, hey, when's the first time we met? I'm sure it'd pop right in your head. But <laughs> one of my first jobs ever was a dishwasher at Ponderosa.
1: Ah, yes. How did I forget that? I, You know. I, yeah, no, I, I, I do. <laughs> I, I remember I, so I graduated with your brother. So I remember your brother. Yeah. And I, I just thought I knew you through school because you were a couple of grades lower than what were your class in 98? 99. 99 okay. okay yeah yeah and i i yeah i thought that was uh but yeah ponderosa steakhouse wow Whitehurst Pike, ponderosa
0: baby. good old days man right there now was it a burger king or or is that the uh it
1: is a Diner, burger king. one of them yeah all right. a, I've been there
0: once
1: twice. yeah 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 me too when it, we, when it was open 24 hours before they took that away from us <laughs>
0: uh taking everything away from us there's nothing left yeah, anymore but...
1: Not not after mid, not after eight o'clock at night. Now it's for <laughs> vampires like me. It's tough. Yeah. So. That's tough. So what, is this a, a rare night off for you? Ah, uh, so uh, no. Usually this time of year is pretty slow for me, especially Tuesday nights. I'm actually just getting over being sick. You know, I think everybody's gotten the crud. You know, past couple of weeks is is I've just been hearing everybody just getting sick, and you know, finally I'm finally over it. Everybody else in my house is quarantined right now. They're uh, they're all downstairs. And, Second, and still but they're, they're they're getting over the hump too Yeah, you know? it's yeah
0: it ripped through my house the week before christmas and then luckily so the 22nd or the friday was like it, everyone was finally fine but leading up to it, it was like
1: not, like please get better please you know like, oh uh, yeah yeah this, you know? yeah right exactly yeah it's it's hard being sick over the holidays because you should, i mean you, you yeah you have little ones right a son and a daughters 10 and, and 7 Yeah, so yeah, is so, so still gonna come no matter what yeah it'll <laughs> come one way or the other if I'm laying in bed dying, he'll, he'll still show up. Yep, yep, yep. I hear you. Yeah, I remember those, those old Ponderosa days. I, I worked there for quite a long time. Quite a long time.
0: You get a real education in that back with some of those other dishwashers or those cooks with the jailhouse tattoos.
1: Yes, you get, you get a hell of an education in the restaurant business in general. I, I've Worked for quite a few restaurants. I've learned some stuff that I'd rather unlearn, <laughs> and some other stuff that's been very beneficial in life.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, if you get like caught in like a tight a tight situation in Tijuana or something, you could like fall back on on this knowledge that you have and be able to slip right out.
1: You'd be surprised. I lived in San Diego for three years. I was in a couple. Uh, hairy situations in Tijuana. Yeah, uh, lean surprised. back in like your it's... Ponderosa days. You're
0: like, what, what would these oh, guys do? It's... They'll
1: get me. You know, I I, I I could tell you some stories, but they probably some of them might get me canceled. So I'm just oh, not all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there.
0: We'll save that for the after show. That that'll be uh, yeah. members only or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I, I've had some uh, pretty interesting San Diego, uh, Tijuana, going over the border, not being able to speak. Because I drank so much over in Tijuana, and I'm yeah. trying to <laughs> talk my way back over the border. I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I probably sounded like I was not from this planet. Not, <laughs> yeah, Do like, we let them in? There yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go now. They would just
0: let you right in. That's fine. But give be free healthcare. Yeah. yeah, you'd be good to go. Were you doing music in San Diego or is that you just moved out there?
1: No, I believe it or not, I, got, I went out to San Diego to get away from music. At the time, at that time of my life, I had just gone from like music being a hobby for me and something that I've always loved and something. And then I put my foot into the, into the business aspect of it, you know, working for the, you know, the corporate side of it, you know, like still as a musician, but working for, you know, more, you know, which I do now, which I'm fine with, but at the time I just wasn't ready and I just kind of wanted to get away from everything and, uh, uh, you know, that was one thing I wanted to get away from. Uh, a couple of friends of mine had just moved to Arizona prior to that. And it just kind of inspired me. Like, I don't have to stay here. You know, like, I like I love it here. And I'm glad that I'm here now, but I'm very glad that I was able to get away and explore different, you know, different aspects of the United States. I lived in South Carolina for a while, North Carolina for a while. I, I lived quite a, quite a lot of different places. Um You know, and probably just all part of a journey to find myself. People go about that in different ways. I went about it just by moving around and just trying to learn different, I don't want to say cultures, because it was all the United States. But it was definitely a different culture in, you know, in California than in South Carolina or, you know, or New Jersey or New York. You know, it's just it's different everywhere you go. So I was trying to build who I was through my travels you know and i think that's uh and somehow or another i'm back here right here in Stratford, new jersey all roads lead
0: back home man that's the good thing
1: so every time i I I try to get out they pull me back in they pull you right back in so
0: i I moved from the camden county area went out to chicago for a few years absolutely loved it and then we went to pittsburgh and that would you know i think i would have loved it if i went from new jersey to pittsburgh to chicago but chicago I, i thought it was like the best city you know, I haven't been like, all over, but like, you know, you go to New York City, and that's a lot of fun, but it, it's also very crowded. New, uh, yeah. Chicago was super clean, ready to go. The public transportation was clean. Every neighborhood has like three, four, or five bars in it. They all have their own little summertime festivals going. There's always so much stuff to do. So I loved it. And we went to Laguna Beach for a wedding. And it was the only time I was in California. So Laguna Beach, like su- you know, super okay. rich, and all this stuff. But like, mm-hmm. my, my house there, we were just staying in a hotel there. But it was right on the Pacific Coast Highway, beautiful hotel over- overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And at happy hour, you know, we we're there like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday or something. So Thursday and Friday at happy hour, like the beach just got crowded. It's so crazy. Like people weren't going to like Sharkies or Shadies or, like you know, whatever happens like five o'clock around here, uh, you know, but like just to see people like, I'm going to go outside and get exercise or I'm going to go outside and go swim in the ocean. Like, that was like so refreshing to yeah. see that. I was like, oh, I'm going to get on Zillow and see what I can buy here. So, you know, I, I know, whatever I could afford that time. So I put it up to like 350 or 400 or something. And there was a one bedroom shack, like just le- legitimate just a shack. I was like, oh, cheap like I can never afford anything here. So I threw up the 10 million and then you get to see all like the the Hollywood homes, all, you know, all the, the movie star right. homes.
1: But yeah, that
0: yeah. was cool out there, but I don't know if that's fully my vibe, but it was nice to vacation there for a minute.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, and this this would have been uh, you know, um, uh, almost 20 years ago now. So I mean, it's a, a, I haven't been out there in a long time, so I don't know what it's like now. Um, I'm sure it's probably different than it was, you know. I, I just, and I don't know if that's that that it's different there or or that I'm different. But I, I just feel like uh, you know nothing stays the same you know long enough to actually feel comfortable. You know, and I'm like, where you're like, okay, cool, I got this. I know, yeah. I know the vibe here because, like I said, I don't know if the vibe changes or if we as human beings change, which you know. But whatever the case may be. That was twenty years ago, and I don't think I could live in California these days. I don't think I could keep up. I think it's a little <laughs> bit of both.
0: Like you know, the vibe probably yeah.
1: stays like somewhat the same, but like
0: as people, as generations just change, so you're gonna get that vibe to change. But then like, hopefully, like we're all growing as people, you know, and getting better yeah. than realizing what you want to do. And it's like you know, you can't wait to get so far away from your home, and then when you're far away, you're like, oh, but, like you know, there's people that are, that always care about me. They don't care about like what I'm doing to you know. Like, what, what have you done for me lately? They just care about like you, Mark, as a person, you know, so you come back there and it's like kind of nice, to get the familiarity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the gist of it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, even, even here, I was gone from this area for a long time. And when I came back here, it was just, it, it just felt different. You know, the vibe is completely different now, you know, and I'm also an adult now. Like I left as, I mean, I, I don't want to say a kid. I was 28 when I left. But to me, that's especially looking back now, I'm 45, I'll be 46 next month. You know, especially looking back now, like I was a kid, you know, I was I was green and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know what, what, what direction my life was going to take. So when I came back as an adult, it was a completely different vibe now, whether that's, you know, because, you know, a lot of my friends had fallen off into a different kind of lifestyle, whether that's because I grew a, you know, human being. You know who knows who knows what factors into that you know but i'm just i'm glad to be here mainly because you know i, I found my girl and she's awesome and her kids are great you know i get to kind of live like an adult <laughs> that's the important part man yeah you know, i think that's good you know when did you start playing music so i started playing music while my baseball crew didn't didn't turn out the way i thought it was going to uh, turn out a 10 years old little league I I knew in my head I was going to be the next Mike Schmidt, but couldn't hit a ball or throw a ball or catch a ball. So it became evident that I needed a new sport. Backup plan. <laughs> uh, Backup plan. You know, uh, so yeah, 10 years old, uh, my mother bought me a guitar for Christmas and I didn't really take it seriously at all. I took some lessons. I learned a couple things here and there. I quit every other week. And then I started like kind of like, you know, knowing a couple things and you know just like any kid i think anyway you know i i knew like three things and i thought i was great and then i went to high school and i met people who also because i went to a very small catholic grade school there was like 20 kids in my class i was the only one who like took an interest in playing an instrument you know that i knew anyway so up until that point and none of my friends played a musical instrument so up to that point i was like oh i'm the best I'm the best at this, the, the, you know, went to high school and I met some other guitar players that were like, just amazing. And I was like, all right, I quit. I'm done. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a serial quitter. In fact, I remember my mom when I was younger, cause I, you know, I quit, I quit baseball cause I wasn't any good. I signed up for basketball. I quit cause I wasn't any good. I signed up for bowling. I was terrible. You know, I just wasn't good at it. I, I just, I never gave myself a chance to actually Develop anything because I like once I felt like I, w- I was inferior, instead of like, you know, I know now psychologically what that was. You know, it was like, you know, I i didn't want to admit that I was inferior, but the fact of the matter was, is I just had to practice at some things. You know, I had to like learn things. And I, and instead of putting the work in, instead of like going through that and having to admit that I wasn't good enough, I was just like, ah, I don't want to do this anyway, you know, and I, you know, psychologically, I know that now. Back then, I didn't know that. But anyway, while I was in high school, I started picking it up again. But like, I would kind of do it as a joke. I'd write, I'd write like parody songs and joke songs, because you know, like it was a way to kind of mask the fact that I wasn't very good. (laughs) Does that make sense? You know, like if I made a joke of it, you know, I could kind of show off what I can do, but also not have to be great. You know, just I just had to be funny. You know, I just had to be funny. Right, um, you got
0: you, as I'm armchair psychoanalyzing you. A lot of a lot of protection things you're throwing up. I'm going to quit bowling because I'd rather quit now than someone tell me I'm not good. Yeah. playing basketball, and you're like, well, I'm, instead of hey, man, like I can rock out, I can I can do this. You're like, well, let me just do some like you know weird owl or like Stephen Lynch type of thing, and and then right. you know, if people are laughing. It doesn't as long as the laugh is there.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I think so. I, I, I'm the youngest of of a large family. I have uh, I have six older brothers, all boys, you know. And they're, you know, they like now the age gap is smaller because we're older, but they were pretty significantly older than me, you know, when I was younger. So, like, they were always good at stuff, and like, I just wasn't as good at stuff, you know, like they had their thing. So, you know, I always had that kind of inferior when I was young. And, you know, I let it cripple me when I was younger, and I let it fuel me now. Does that make sense? Oh,
0: no, man, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody needs their adversity, they can climb over sometimes I worry that like my kids are growing up too easy, you know, like like they are like, Oh, oh yeah. I, I need new basketball. I need new basketball shoes or something. And it's not like, Oh, how can we earn this? It's like, Oh yeah, jump in the car. We'll go to Dick sporting goods and grab whatever. It's like, Oh no, that's not the right life lesson. Like what is? It? <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I mean, like I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I, I know that I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. But I, I was a millennial before it was cool. <laughs> like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was, you know, like all like the stereotypes about millennials and, you know, which I don't buy into for the record. I think that, you know, different people in every generation that, that creates stereotypes. And I don't think that that's a blanket for, for everybody, but all the stereotypes I fell into. I was, I, was totally a, I was totally a millennial before it was cool to be a millennial. <laughs> Setting trends before but, yeah. they're there, man. I like it yeah yeah that wasn't that wasn't my best trend to before <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but at least now with the millennials like i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and get in a soapbox and defend them but their life no nah. it's not like that's so easy but computers make things so easy like that you can automate things like in oh, my regular sure. job i do a lot of excel things and then people are like oh my god how'd you get that done so fast I'm like what are you talking about like but like if there's like people that are older than you i'm like yeah of course it took me all day to do, do this or it took me all week it's like man this is yeah. like three formulas and they can just run themselves and Pop back out into a spreadsheet, but if you don't know what you're doing, so I just feel like millennials have like have that hack of like they know what they're doing with computers and with technology and use that to their advantage.
1: And well, those old yeah. people are I, looking
0: at them like, hey,
1: you know, yelling at clouds. Yeah, I mean, I, I my girl's actually a, a few years older than me, not much, but you know, a couple years older than me. So she's a Gen Xer as well, but she cannot. I mean, she is. A whiz, an Excel whiz. She loves Excel. Every we're going on vacation. Oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll do a spreadsheet. I'll take care of it. You know, she's she's an accountant. Yeah. So they're like, she's like, we're gonna, I'll be, you know, I'll I'll get excited about like, you know, a new record coming out. She'll be like, oh, there's a there's a new update on Excel. <laughs> <laughs> should I update now or wait for the weekend? When should we do this? We, we're, we're, we're different. <laughs> we're we're different, but yeah. but yeah. it works. It works. <laughs> the opposites that track. That's what this is. Oh, yeah yeah it's 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 funny because she went to Sterling as well. so there's people that know both of us, but we never knew each other and uh, when we first got together like we, we 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 turned a lot of heads because we have a lot of mutual friends that were like, wait what <laughs> what yeah, <laughs> yeah Excel now nah, I, I took a course in Excel and I was like, oh, thank you oh, just, I'll just, <laughs> I I'll I'll just figured out on a on a piece of paper with a, yep. with a pen and <laughs> Carry
0: the one, pencil,
1: yeah I yep. yeah. need to erase some fine. stuff. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. All right,
0: well, so yeah. you're in the lunchroom at Sterling. You're in the cafeteria. You're doing your songs. You know, you see people are that are better than you. When does this start fueling you? When When do
1: you start? What happens next? So, I started playing in a band uh, with a gentleman who's who's no longer with us actually. His name was uh, Steve hecke and he was um, he was in my grade, and he played drums. And we were just, we started writing like songs that were like, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't say they were good. I still don't think my songs are good. But, you know, they were, they were, they were fun and it was fun to do. And it was like about the camaraderie. And I learned actually how to play with other people. To me, that was like a, a safety net, you know, it was like, okay, you know. And it was about that time that I was starting to, uh, I guess, uh, I, I, I attract the opposite sex a little bit more. You know, and, I mean, not that I've ever actually fully outgrown my awkward stage, but, you know, I was, I was kind of like at my peak around seven times, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay. So like, honestly, at that point, it was all about the girls. And that was what I, uh, what fueled me. And then I was like, all right, you know what? It don't matter if I think somebody's better than me. It just matters that I can get this girl and they can. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, a little competition for yourself. I, uh, yeah that's i can't believe i just said that all right real quick before you go
0: so <laughs> you're playing the guitar in this band are you singing as
1: well at this point no i now i did not start singing for much much later okay but go on
0: no yeah. i, was, I was, was like catholic school like were you singing in
1: the like choir like oh a church? no no like, where oh, did, where did the singing no i i started singing at a <laughs> all right so I'll I'll revert back to uh, uh, when I told you about when I went to San Diego, you know, I I still had my guitar in my car. It was three years in, probably two, two and a half, three years in. And I was uh, sitting at my favorite spot on Ocean Beach. It was um, Sunset Cliffs, it was called. And I was just sitting there and I was by myself and I was waiting for the sunset. And I was about an hour early. And I said, you know what? I haven't touched my guitar in probably a year. So I, I, I went out, I got my guitar and I just started fiddling around. And I started and I started singing because it was just me, you know, with an acoustic guitar. And I was just there. And there was nobody else there, so I didn't have to worry. And I was (laughs) it sounds ridiculous, but like I would hear the waves crash onto the cliffs, and it sounded like applause to me. And so I kept playing. And then I was actually hearing actual applause because the sunset was coming and people had gathered around to see the sunset. And then they started making requests, and it was like I guess through all the years of me playing in cover bands, and you know, and like, like all the songs, like I would not all of them, but I would say eighty percent of the songs they were asking for, I knew, and I knew all the words because I, I just I don't know why my brain just remembers words, and like I just have a good memory. That's what I have is a good memory. So I started playing whatever they wanted. You know, it was you know whatever they wanted to hear. You know, Goo Goo Dolls or Seven Mary Three or Eve Six or, you know, whatever that, you know, whatever they were asking for, or like oldies like you know like My Girl or like whatever. Like I knew all those songs, and you know, so I started singing, and I'm and they're like, "You have a really good voice." And I always thought I had a terrible voice. I still think I I I find it hard to listen to my CDs because I just don't like I, I you know it's hard to hear your own voice. John Lennon hated his own voice. So I don't feel too bad. I feel like I'm in good company there. That was like when I first started saying, you know what, maybe I'll put together a, you know, like a a solo acoustic show, you know, like maybe I'll start playing again a little bit for fun, you know, out of necessity, I started singing and uh, I, I, you know, that's kind of where that happened. It just kind of happened. I didn't really set out to be a singer. I, I, you know, and like I said, I don't, I still don't really look at myself as a singer. I look at myself as a guitar player. I look at myself as an entertainer, really, first and foremost, you know, because I don't think I'm a great guitar player. I don't think I'm a great singer, but I think I'm pretty good at entertaining. And, you know, and my my goal isn't to be the best, you know, musician or to be. My goal is to make sure that every time I play, everybody in the crowd is happy, smiling and singing along. And I make their night a little bit better. So I can make their night a little bit better, especially these days, when everybody has a heart, you know, if I can make everybody feel a little bit better for just a song, you know, I feel like that's my role in life. That's my, I, I found myself. That's, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm on the planet to do. Well,
0: I think your guitar playing and your singing, you know, your quality of it is reflected in your summer schedule. Like when you post things, like I'll see it on Facebook and you're okay like, hey, this week. Um, you know, Double book Friday, double book Saturday, private event Sunday, Monday, I'm here. Tuesday, I'm here. Wednesday, I'm here.
1: You're releasing yeah. your own
0: music. You know, like, so like you have your own stuff going on. You have the cover stuff going on. You have private events people are hiring for. You're all over, you know, you still go up and down the East Coast, right? So you're all over the East Coast, like bouncing around, going to different bars and playing yeah.
1: there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So last year I made a trip down to Key West, uh, played a little bit down there. That was That was a really awesome experience. I'll probably do that again next year. Um, sadly, my, uh, my mother passed away this year. Um, so I, I really like when it was time to kind of make those arrangements, I was like, uh, ah, I'm not making those arrangements. I'm just, you know, like I, I was in a, you know, I, I was in a place that I couldn't really go a, a, and try to book shows, you know, down there. It's, but I, I'm, I'm going to make another trip down uh, next year. Probably. I was just discussing that today, actually. But mostly, I keep it in uh, the Jersey Shore. I mean, I, I in the summertime, I, you know, like you said, the, I am. I play about ten shows a week in the summertime, um, and it's mostly Jersey Shore, Avalon, Cape May, Wildwood, Sea uh, Isle. I still maintain. I, I year round, I play at Eight Fourteen South, which uh, is used to be Shady Katie's In summertime, I still play there every other Friday, every first and third Friday of every month. I uh, I I play at a place called the Mount Royal Inn, which is over in uh, is that Gloucester County? I think that's Gloucester Gloucester County, and they're like West Deptford area. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I still I, I still maintain things here in Delaware County, but for the most part in the summertime, I'm just I'm down the shore. I'm down the shore and working my my butt off. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I guess this all kind of leads to it. Do you remember your first paid gig? I do. Like with you doing like the singer songwriter
1: thing? Oh, that? Uh, well, I, like with you being a uh, singer
0: songwriter. Not like, so not like you're in the band and someone's a drummer. Okay. Like, it's just like your own thing. And you're like, did you call up a bar? Or was this you playing at Seaside Cliffs? And you're like, hey, man, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, how does. Mm,
1: uh, so, hmm. I don't know. I, I think it might have been in North Carolina. Because right from San Diego, I moved to North Carolina. I was doing. I kind of reclaimed my love for, for playing and all. And, um, and I, and yeah, it must've been there. I don't, I want to say the club was called slick and reds. I know it's not there anymore. I know. I don't think it was there. Like, I think I lived in North Carolina for maybe, maybe a year and a half. And I don't think it was there when I left. Like it was like kind of just a roadside.
0: They were like, sure. Yeah, we'll
1: book you. No, I didn't put them out of business. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's funny you say that though, because uh, I, I've I, I've been accused of putting people out of business. Oh, not, not for not for yeah. real, but uh, in uh, around 2004-ish, I, I I worked at a series of restaurants all on Blackwood Clement Road, and they all like kept closing. Like every, like I, I would work there, and they'd be like, "Oh, we're closing in a month." I'm like, "Wait, it's." I, I got to work somewhere that's like, you know, going to stay open <laughs> because so it because was like, a know good,
0: they put, like, they bring like the cooler out as the dealer to to get the hot guy to, to cool his hand down. So you were like the cooler of the hire of like, they get you in there. Like, oh shit, we're shutting down next month now. Like All right, or someone else take
1: them. you you, you, you hire them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite, not quite. That was, I mean, that, that was when I was uh, a, a restaurant manager and that was, I am I've never shut down a place uh, uh, from playing and, and that I know of. Anyway, I hope not. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you moved um, to North Carolina. Are you like knocking on doors, or are there like advertisements, like back page advertisements? Like, how do you find out that I, people are looking for? I,
1: you know, it's funny. No one's ever asked me that, and I don't really remember. I don't really remember uh, what. I don't really recall like how I got that gig, or if if someone like that worked there. I know. I was making pizzas at the time, you know, my regular job, I was making pizzas. So I, I I was meeting, you know, different people, you know, from work and all that and different customers. So it might've been that, but I really don't remember exactly how I got that gig, but I think that was my first like singer songwriter paid gig. I think I want to say, but that's, I mean, that's not really, that might not be accurate, (laughs) but well, they're close. They can't, you know, there's no fact checking for this yeah yeah yeah, right well yeah we'll just we'll just call it that yeah
0: but yeah <laughs> right. so I, I guess my how do you know what to charge like like where does this all come from you're just talking to other people or um you're like rock bottom so, prices like how does i not not now i'm not asking right now like back then like oh you're then there. yeah not now there, not for now yeah like how do you so, know you've never done this before I, you're like hey you want me to sing a song and 25 bucks 20 2500 like, like
1: do you just see how their eyes are looking at you <laughs> <You're> <laughs> the wrong numbers I, I would just kind of like back then, I would let them dictate, you know, like, uh, I would say, you know, like, you know, what do you guys pay, you know, like, you know, and, uh, it was not much. I can tell you that much. It was not much for a long time. I, I I did not make a lot of money per gig. I never to the point where I thought I could make a living from it until I had to, until I was forced into a situation where it had to become my living. And that would have been uh, when I, broke my back. I I was I was actually I'd moved from the restaurant business. I went to work at Boeing, building helicopters, which is kind of my family business. Everybody in my family, my father, brothers, they all, you know, worked for Boeing. So I went, took a job there. I transferred to South Carolina and shortly thereafter, I I broke my back at work. So there I was in South Carolina. I didn't know anybody and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't afford really to move back because I didn't have a job. I was getting, you know, like I was getting my disability for a little while. And I was like, shoot, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I played a couple open mics and, you know, down there it was, a—I I was different than everybody else. You know, this is down South, everybody's singing the same five country songs. And that was, you know, I mean, it's no different than here. Like everybody was singing the same you know, pop songs. But I was singing the pop songs from here in the country bars down there, and they're like, oh, this guy's different. We'll hire him. You know, because I was different. I kind of took from here and then I, you know, I I applied it down there and it it, it seemed to work because, you know, it wasn't, you know, not that it was better. It wasn't. There was a lot of incredible musicians down there, but I was just different. So, you know, people like that. And I started, started working about six seven shows a week down there and i was like oh i really don't have to find another job like i could do this at least for now and that was about 11 years ago so uh, so far so good <laughs> yeah man keep it up that's awesome i guess it's
0: more of a, a now question now and if you don't want to answer however it is that's fine so when that's you go okay. to key west like how does how's that like do you have to rent a place when you're in key west are they putting you up are these bars
1: or yeah I- I do, yes. Um, different people have different arrangements. I, me being an independent guy, and I'm I'm 100 independent. Uh, I don't have an agency or or you know any kind of booking agent. I, I do everything grassroots. Now with Key West in the booking, I had a lot of help from my friend Matt Quinton, who uh, lived down there for 11 years, grew up here in Audubon, good friend of mine, had been friends for 20 years, and he he helped me get some shows down there. Yeah, as far as place to stay, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's on me. That's, I, I do that. You need I like a sailboat to and it. just
0: live out in, in the marina. Uh,
1: that would be wonderful. That would be great. <laughs> um, I, I I keep saying once the kids are in college, maybe, uh, you know, we can sell the, sell our Stratford house and, you know, keep, we have a house in Wildwood and a house in Stratford. Uh, keep the Wildwood house and then live in, you know, maybe buy a condo in the Keys, you know, you can make some uh, better money out there down there in, the, in these uh, cold months, you know yeah so what I do is i, I uh, when I went down there I stayed in a hostel yeah you know, I stayed i I ran in a bunk you know in a hostel and it, I'd never done that before and it was a very interesting experience. I went down there by myself, which uh my girl's not fond of because she loves qs and she hated she missed uh, missed the trip but you know but next next time she's coming with me, we will not be staying in a hostel. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. we are not sharing a bunk
0: yeah, all right we well, have <laughs> I've never been in a hostel. I've seen the horror movie, and that's about it. So, it wasn't
1: like that. It, it wasn't quite like that. It was... Uh,
0: no one did their amateur dentistry on you and ripped all your teeth out?
1: Oh, well, yeah. No, that part. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah because... That was
0: fine. Yeah. So it was this like a house or was this, uh, no, you know, this was uh... a...
1: No, this was... No, it was a hotel. It was called Naya. Uh, okay. N-Y-A-H. And it was it stood for Not Your Average Hotel. And it was just... I mean, it was nice. It had three pools. It had, you know, had like a cocktail hour you know a little bar you know it was it was like a regular hotel but the rooms had four bunks in them and you just rented the bunk and it was like a little spot for your you know it was like a hundred dollars a night you know which is you know down there is very 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 good but it's no frills yeah i mean oh i mean the pool was nice i mean you know it wasn't bad it wasn't uh, you know as bad as i thought but some parts were a little bit weird. you know i was like you know, like I never knew who was going to be running a bunk that day. Like I was there for four days, you know, so, you know, there'd be somebody. Oh, there's somebody in the room. Hi, how you doing? Glad I, glad I locked my stuff up. You get a locker or you can lock, you know, you lock your stuff up, you know.
0: Yeah. That was gonna be my next question. How do you secure your guitar and everything?
1: Yeah, Well, I actually kept my guitar and stuff at the venue. Okay. Um, it was actually an awesome venue called the Celtic Conk. If you're ever down there, um, it's a, it's, they're, they're from, the owners are from Sea Isle. And they, uh, you know, it's all eagles and, you know, it's it's great. It's It feels like home, you know.
0: That's awesome. Anytime <laughs> you can break into like a fly eagles fly and the whole bar joins in or something. You know, I you did. can't beat that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if the whole bar joined in, but, you know, there's, there's, enough people did, you know. It was, yeah, it was there's enough I transplants. I think I, I, at the time, I think I played uh, the um, Dancing on My Own as well. I think I I, I played that as well. I'm retiring that song now. That song is two, two years in a row, and 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 no, uh, no World Series. So.
0: Yeah, the Phil's about to retire. They need to move on with another song.
1: Y- yeah, yeah, we got to get a new song. Got to get a new yeah. song.
0: <laughs> if if a song is dictating how your season's going, I think there's probably bigger problems.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: we'll see what happens with that. We'll go. All right. So yeah. you you're you're going around. You're playing the Jersey Shore. You know, you go down to Key West and everything. When did you decide to start recording your own music?
1: So that. In 2020, when the world shut down, I had a lot of time on my hands. You know, like I, I didn't have any bookings. I didn't have, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I, there was nowhere to play. And uh, I was playing in my basement. You know, I was doing like the online Facebook live shows. You know, which which were cool for a little while, and then it kind of got a little bit. It got a little bit much. I was like, you know, but I would uh, I'd be strumming and I and I'd, I'd be like, oh, that's right. I wrote this song a long time ago, and I you know I started like. Re- recalling some songs that i'd written throughout the years now i i probably hadn't written anything in a long time like i had like four or five songs that like i really enjoyed like and, and when i say like you know some of them i i mean there there are some some things on my first cd that like i wrote while i was in sterling you know there's one song that dates back to 1994 you know that i was just like you know what i've never recorded anything you know And I started thinking about it, and then uh, one of my best friends, Joey Prate, passed away, and he was like the third of the third friend of mine that had passed away, like concurrently, like one after the other, you know, that were like really, really close with me in high school and all. And it just got me thinking and remembering life. And I wrote a song about my emotions, and it it was—I thought it was really good, you know. I, I, you know, I, I don't really speak very highly of things I write very often because I. You know, I mean, I, I don't have the highest self-confidence when it comes to it, you know, but I decided to, you know, call my friend Stephen Rose, who uh, the, uh, the lead singer of a band called Bong Hits for Jesus, which is a very incredible band. I believe they're not doing anything now, but um Stephen Rose is an incredible artist and an incredible producer, and he's a good friend of mine. So I caught him up. I said, look, I got a bunch of stupid songs that I want to record. He's like, well, first of all, you can't say they're stupid songs. Just" You know, but let's record them. Let's see what we can make of them. And I, I had all these like half ideas. And so I, 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 you know, I took the couple songs that I had and then I started writing again. And I was like, I was like, where's all this stuff coming from? Like, this is great. You know, it felt good. You know, it felt good to put emotions on paper and it felt good to like talk about things that, you know, like I, I couldn't really say out loud, you know, but they were easier to say with a melody, you know, cathartic. And start so that process. Yeah, yeah. So I went into the studio and uh, I, uh, with, with Stephen and we started recording. And before I knew it, I had 11 songs and I, I put out my first CD and, you know, I was very proud of it. I still am very proud of it. And then I recently uh, just released uh, in December uh, my new album, which is called uh, The Island of Misfit Noise, which is uh, I, I love that title. I don't know why. I just I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm calling it this because I wanted to put a lot of different genres of rock music into, into one album, you know, like I, I didn't want to like be pigeonholed to like, well, I, you know, I have to, you know, I'm this type of artist or I'm this type of artist. Like I'm not like I, I write songs in all genres that inspire me. Like sometimes, you know, I, I might feel like writing a, you know, a Green Day song, you know, and sometimes I might want to write a lindsay Zeppelin song. I don't come close to either, but you know, those are the, you know, the things that inspire me. And I don't want to, you know, so that's what the idea of that album title was, you know, the island of Misfit Noise, because it's just kind of just a bunch of Misfits, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like the appetizer sampler at at, at Applebee's, you know, like, you know, you got mozzarella sticks on there. You're freaking quesadillas. Like, but you know what? It works. It works. Throw in some uh, spinach choke dip and some boneless wings, dude. It's freaking Friday night, bro.
0: You got a dollar margaritas with that, man. You're good to go.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go in. Sure. I, I think uh, happy hours three to five. I think and all day Sunday. <laughs> there it is
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> I love the name Island of Misfit Noise, and secondly, I love the name Bong Hits for Jesus. I think both of those are just oh, fantastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bon Hits for Jesus, they they actually were they they had a really good run. Um, they they uh they they opened up for Cypress Hill. They opened up for Sublime at Rome. Like they had some pretty good uh pretty good acclaim for a while. So definitely That's look awesome. them up. It's, it's yeah, um, I have to check it's, them it's, out. You know, very good. And uh I'm 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 sure the I'm, I'm sure my friend Stephen will be happy that I, I, I gave him a little plug on this. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Stephen. Stephen
0: Rose. Good dude. That's good it, dude. Man. Yeah. So um, uh, do, are you gonna do any do you do any
1: shows that are just purely all your stuff? No, I want to. I um it's funny. It's a weird juxtaposition because You know, people. You know, I I do about 230 shows a year of you know all covers and you know got everybody singing American Girl and Brown Eyed Girl and whatever girl song they want. You know, like you know for for years. You know, this is what I've done. So that's how people know me now. It's hard because even like throwing in a song of my own is like I find a little difficult sometimes. I don't know how to, you know, like when to do it. Like if the crowd's not if the crowd's not warmed up to me yet that's when I tend to do it <laughs> and it's not like they're not going to get hyped every song they've never heard, you know? Um, and that's unfortunate. Um, but that's just the way it is. And I, I'm the same way. If I go out I'm like, Oh, I don't know this song. I'm going to go get a beer. You know, like it's, you know, I'm just as guilty. Our ears, like, I, I think as far as music is concerned, that's a, that's an issue now with like so much streaming and, and all that with, I think a lot of songs you don't really appreciate until like they're kind of drilled into your head, you know? And that's how it used to be with like radio and it's, you know, you don't have that anymore. There's so much. And it's like, if you don't like something right off the bat, if someone doesn't like, you know, gravitate right towards it or put it on their playlist right away, it's, it's it's almost, it's dead, you know, but it's hard for me to perform my own originals to people like I don't want to throw it in, in the middle of everybody enjoying everything because I don't want to break the mood. Like I, I have them, I want to keep them, you know. Does that make sense?
0: You no, know, it definitely has to be hard. You know, there's songs that I've listened to my entire life. And when I had satellite radio, I would always have this FOMO like, what's on the next station? But even though I'm enjoying what I'm listening to right there, but I'm like, there's a thousand other stations. Like I might like something even a little more. Now, you know, if I'm going out on a Friday night and I expect to see a cover band or hear stuff that I that I know. And then something comes up, either I don't like or I don't know. That's definitely like beer and bathroom time. Like, well, okay, right. Dip you know, out for a minute and come back. So that makes it hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I think show for like you know like a, a daytime Sunday or something. Like advertise it as like, hey, this is the Mark Fisher show. You know
1: and this. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna eventually do that. I want to put together a band because I, I feel like a, uh, a lot of my original material I can't really pull off with just a guitar and, uh, you know, I, I mean I, I a couple songs but not. I'd rather have the full Monty to do that. That's I, I will eventually get around to doing that, but I haven't done that yet. You know, hopefully, right. you know, hopefully, it's uh you know, it's and it's disheartening too, and like uh, you know, to go back to that is like if I'm playing and I throw in like a Van Halen song and nobody, you know, nobody claps. So what? I didn't write it. You know what I mean? But like right. when it's something that, you know, that, that came from my heart, something that, you know, I I put a lot of effort into and, you know, and it's like, you know, you know, you hear the crickets, it's like, oh God, oh. you know, you get this like, you know, that warm feeling inside you and you're like, you just want to like shrink up, you know?
0: <laughs> it's, it's stunned silence. They appreciate it so much. Just keep telling yourself that.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's, that. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that. Yeah. No, that, and, that has to be hard, that man. That has to be a, tough. Yeah, it, no, is, it is tough. It's it's bearing your soul, you know. It's it's bearing your soul. It's it's definitely a, a difficult thing. It's you know, and I write a lot of personal stuff too. Like you know, it, it, like you know, my lyrics are very, like I I you know I, I wear my heart on my sleeve when I write. So you know, if I'm singing about something that like is striking an emotion within me, and like I'm like you know, and I get it. I see you know. I'm like oh, everybody's getting a beer. But, it, you know, like in my head, I'm like, just listen, it's good. You know, <laughs> <It> <laughs> you start yelling something. at
0: them. Yeah. Like,
1: listen, it, you nah, guys don't know. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Go the Axl Rose route, man. Just start like, you know,
1: just uh, okay. just I'm screaming at them. I'm too nice of a guy. I can't do that. I wish I I, I wish sometimes I could do that, but I, it's just not in me. <laughs> so when you're playing on a
0: Friday or Saturday night. And, and, you know, you're in the middle of your show. Do you think you're able to like control the crowd's emotions as you're going? Do you know that, like, hey, I'm going to play, like, this next song is a banger. I know everyone's going to get up and start singing to it. We're going to do Your Love, The Outfield, Your Love. Everyone loves that song. It's like frat <laughs> <Yeah>. party, like <laughs> 101. Everyone gets up, starts singing that. Everyone wants Sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. You yeah. know, uh, Jimmy Buffett, yeah, song, salt, salt, Salt. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Oh, do yeah, you, yeah.
0: Do you have, yeah, like, yeah. this planned out and you know you're going to, like, get this?
1: I don't have a plan. Ascendant? I never have a plan, but I have a, like a million and a half of those bangers, like everyone you just named and every, all the other ones that you were, that were circling around in your head. And like, so I don't ever, like, I I used to be very like I I used to have to have a set list before every show. I used to be like, you know, I got to make sure I uh, plan out everything meticulously, you know, like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then, and then this is going to be the highlight here. And I, you know, I used to have this whole formula And then I realized, you know, especially as I got older, because as I got older, the crowd got older and what I did became a different thing. I realized that the crowd at the Dead Dog Saloon at at, at 1030 at night in Seattle is different than the crowd at three o'clock in the afternoon at the uh, the Tiki Bar. And it's not always as predictable as that. So I try to go into it with no plan. You know, I try to. I try to plan the first three songs within like the within 10 minutes of me starting, Uh, I'll I'll be like, okay, I want to start with this, 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 and then I'll just do them. And then like in my head, I have every set list I I ever wrote for 20 years. So like I know songs that go well into each other and songs that just work, you know, and the one, two punches and the songs that like, okay, now I have to take it down a little bit. Now I have to, you know, now I have to, you know, the, like, they're they're done dancing. So like, you know, it's the ebb and flow of that, you know, like, uh, you know, you have to, but I don't plan it out, but I know in my head, you know, like how, how to do it. You know, it's like just, it's just a natural thing at this point. But yeah, all, all the bangers, you always have to have them because if you're losing the crowd, you have to know like, okay, cool. I got to get these, you know, I got to get these folks back, especially at 11 o'clock in Seattle. You know, you're like, all right, you don't you don't want to lose these people because there's six other bars and they're not paying you to, you know, yeah. make people Have leave, people leave. Their bar. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, they're they're paying yeah. you to keep them here. So you know, you got to kind of, you know, and, and like you said, there's there's a million of those college the
0: throwbacks you can reach in everyone's yeah. stuff that they what's, grew up with that they love.
1: Yeah, and what's good about it is is a lot of those songs are multi generational, so. They work in any setting, you know, Um, I try to keep everything upbeat. But then you you always have to have those moments as well where it's like, OK, you know, like bring it down a little bit, you know, have a like a nice like sing along, you know, like this is the time right now, you know, like this, you know, and like I said, different songs flow into other songs very well and you know from my set list writing days i'm like okay yeah and i remember i you know i used to have like a block of three songs that you know or four songs that would just flow 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 you know and you know and then i'll just recall that and <laughs> <laughs> my uh my spreadsheet in my mind <laughs> yes.
0: what's the newest song you've had to learn
1: um probably zach or uh, yeah zach Bryan, i think his name is. Zach Brown or Luke Bryan?
0: Or maybe no, there's a Zach
1: Brown. You're ahead of me here. Yeah, was, okay, yeah, all right. He's actually very popular right now. He's a country guy, but it's okay. more of a folk. I'm not a big country. I don't like country. I, I just was never a country guy. I, I didn't, I, I don't, but there's some things that I, I do like because they're heartfelt. I, You know, it's, uh, I feel like, a lot of the country that people ask me for like Morgan Wallen and uh, Luke Combs and who's the other freaking guy. I-, I don't know, but they're all, it's all the same song, just regurgitated. And it's been the same song regurgitated for like 10 years. It's the Nashville machine. And it's just, there's no heart to it. And these they're fake cowboys, you know, like the fake cowboys and they've got everybody fooled. And I don't like any of that stuff, but Zach Bryan is more of a folk guy. Like, I mean, I guess he would be considered country, but it's more folk and it's heartfelt. And the dude's awesome. Um, I'm just getting into him. And I never heard of him until people started asking for him, but people were asking for him in drones. So I'm like, all right, I better, I better do my research. And what I do, if somebody asks me for an artist that, I, that I've never heard of, or that, you know, I don't know any their music at all, I go to setlists.com. And the first thing I do is I look and see if they end with the same song all the time, and that's the one I go with. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's the one I try to learn. I'm like, you all go right,
0: the encore and go to the last yeah, one. I'm like, all yeah. right, well,
1: I go with the, the song. encore song because I feel like you know, like, well, usually the encore song isn't their major hit, but it's like, you know, it's it's a song that's, you know, a pretty big hit or a song that's like a crowd favorite. And when it's a crowd favorite, it's great because you know, it's like, it's not a song that I would hear off the radio. Like, so it's like a little bit more genuine, you know? It's a little more like, oh, was, yeah, no, he's playing this song instead of, you know, whatever uh, everyone would typically pa- play, you know? That's, I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. So, the, yeah, I, I guess probably that's one of the lists. Oh, no, I actually, I'm sorry. I just started doing a new Foo Fighter, not a new Foo Fighter song. It's, I just started doing times like these. I saw the Foo Fighters in Asbury Park in September, and they did songs like these, uh, which is a song that I I've never performed before. But they did it like very slow at first, and then they came in rocking, and it was just it 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 invoked a lot of emotions because I I just lost my uh, my mom, and uh, uh, my best friend uh, T J Baines uh, passed away this year as well, uh, before that, and when Dave Grohl was performing, and he dedicated it. To his mom who just passed away and to taylor hawkins his best friend the drummer and i'm like and it just it hit me in a way and i'm like you know what I, this this song's going on my playlist i don't care <laughs> i don't care how it doesn't fit it doesn't fit with anything else that i play but <laughs> it means something to you
0: you're like whatever people go eat your beer then i'm, I'm singing yeah
1: this. i've gotten a little bit better with that like where are i i've i don't know if it's i i think it's i think it's better incorporating a little bit more of myself into my show as opposed to what i think everybody else wants you know like that's still my main focus is to you know for everybody else but i think it makes it a little bit more genuine if it's you know something that means something to me you know what i mean as well oh yeah uh, you know i think it's okay to put some of that in there too you know
0: that's see here now festival it's like the second weekend of September, and that's my anniversary weekend, and that's the weekend that we go on vacation as a family usually. So it's like every year that's yeah, mm-hmm. whenever I see the lineup, and I'm like, oh, like again, I'm missing this. Like, oh god. So Foo Fighters still on my list to be checked off to see, but every year like it's just <sighs> amazing playing there. I'm like, Jesus, it's like uh, an hour away. Why well, can't I do this?
1: Well, they're playing uh July 24th in Hershey. I have tickets to that too. <laughs>
0: I right. have to, I have to look into that one. That's <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, and no, I, I just. um I just had to check because I'm, I'm actually booking my summer schedule now. And uh, this is usually like, usually in January, I book pretty much through November. And then like in November, I scramble to like book December, January, February. And then and just kind of write it out until like, you know, March, April, summer, summer starts for me in April. So it's April and October is like the summer, you know? That's awesome. Um, man. But uh, yeah, so I, I just, I, I was like, oh shoot. I got to remember. I can't book because we're going to Hershey to see Foo Fighters. But yeah, the See Here Now Festival was was pretty awesome. There, it was uh, Weezer was there, Cheryl Crow, Beach Boys with John Stamos.
0: Ah, you have to have Stamos there.
1: Yeah, Stamos was there. I was not expecting that, but Stamos was there. He drummed down. at least
0: like four times during the the TV show. They'd have the Beach Boys on. He'd always be drumming on there. The the Kokomo, yeah, right? He was he, in the video.
1: Yeah, yeah, but no, he was playing guitar. He was playing guitar. He was, guitar. He was ah. like. Yeah. He was kind of the front man. <laughs> he was kind of like the run of the show, you know? It was like it was Jesse clean, the rivers but, uh, taking
0: the next level.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but they didn't fight forever, and I was very upset about that.
0: That's bullshit, man.
1: Yeah, no. I was I was like, You gotta be kidding me. You got John Stamos and you're not gonna do forever. So, oh, well, okay. But no, nah, no, nah, it was it, it was a good time and it was uh I was very partial to Ted. I'd never been there before.
0: I went there in June for the first time. So and I felt like Springsteen lied to me, like, so Springsteen, you know, that's a broken down shore town. It's terrible. Brian Fallon, lead singer, Gaslight Anthem, he's playing. He was playing the Stone Pony. So I was like, oh, go up. So, you know, buddy, drive up there. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, this place is there's brand new buildings everywhere. There's like high rise, like condos all over the place. The Stone Pony is 10 feet from the beach. I was like, what do you like, Springsteen? Like, were you just trying to keep all these people out of here?
1: <laughs> well, you gotta remember, I and I and I don't know this for a fact, but I mean Springsteen kind of made that town popular. So I mean, maybe they've built it up, you know, around that legacy. Maybe maybe when he was singing about it in the seventies, maybe it was. But, yeah, I, I heard about
0: 10 oh. years ago it was still it was still kind of trashy and they've dumped a ton of money into it and now it is what it is. But it was a super yeah. Now it's cool area. Seven
1: dollars for a slice of freaking pizza.
0: Yeah, man. I had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, this place is cool. Stone Pony. Like I I was not expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was really shocked how it's a narrow venue. So you're only worst case scenario, you're 15, 20 people away from the stage, but then it's like yeah. 400 wide. So you could be like really far away from the stage, but you're still only like, oh, I'm so close to right there, but you're still kind yeah, of you,
1: you could be front row and nowhere near.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm right here. And they have a little side room or whatever. I, was like, I, I can't make it over there. But yeah,
1: not a bad yeah. scene in the house. I, this place is cool. I, I actually didn't well, didn't go in. I didn't go into the Stone Pony because we no, were no. so preoccupied. Well, we didn't stay in Asbury Park. We stayed like a, a town or two over. I think uh, Jupiter or okay. Neptune. Neptune? I just I had a PC in
0: contest in Neptune, man. Pete and Elders? Everybody, oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: How many slides you
0: uh, so you had to eat, this is terrible. I'm going to cut this from the podcast. People like this ugh, fat bastard. So it, um, it is, I think it's more <laughs> of like a tourist trap. It's more of like a, you know, so you had to eat a large pizza. It was a 20 inch pizza, 20 or 22. And you get a t-shirt okay. if you do it, but it's a thinner pizza. So like D'Amico's okay. or something. I mean, right. I, I I ate, so I went with two buddies and their families and the one guy finished in seven minutes. I finished in like eight twenty, And then the other guy finished in like nine or 10. And then as we're finishing up, my buddy's two kids were doing it and they were slowing down. So like we were sneaking slices for them to eat. So I finished eating 10 slices of pizza. And when I was done, I sat back. I was like,
1: oh, I probably on a 22 inch, 22, inch 22 inch pie.
0: 22 inch. But it was thin. It was like a Domino's thin crust. Like okay. you could just house okay. that all day. So like I would yeah. say probably equal to like four D'Amico's or something, you
1: know, four okay. or five. Like where. Yeah. But all it right. was, yeah, you get a t-shirt all out right, of it. Man. Yeah. You know, I, I, listen, I'll do anything for a free t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they probably have 3XL because it's a pizza eating contest. Yeah. They everyone's there. Everyone gets the same size.
0: Like some child, Aww. like I won They're like, No, nah, you you get the, yeah, there's there's no requesting sizes. So I Aww. feel that, it, that it's kind of this tourist trap where they know that most people can do it, but it's like, Hey, if we offer this and I forget how much it was, it was like, it was $20 something or something to do. So they yeah. know that if I just went and ordered a couple slices and, a beer or a coke or whatever. I probably spend fifteen, but like, oh, we can get this guy to spend twenty-four, and then give him this three-dollar T-shirt that we mass ordered. It's just a way right, to get exactly. just to get. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Because yeah.
0: <laughs> over by Rowan, they have this Cookie Munchers place. I've never been there, and they have a. Now we're talking about competitive eating, but they have this cookies that you can eat. <laughs> You're
1: talking my language. I've always wanted to be in front
0: So listen to this: ten cookies you have to eat. And they are huge. It comes out on a pizza pie, all 10. And like I, me holding my hands up does nothing for you. They are huge. And so you pick this, the kind of cookie that you want. And you can pick, I guess, nine of the same, but one has to be different. So I did five chocolate chip and five red velvet. My buddy who ate the pizza with, he did a bunch of other ones. Dude, the chocolate chips were like a bag of chocolate chips in each. And you have to drink a, uh, a Nesquik chocolate milk. Oh, good. You milk. Okay, after, good. Yeah. After you do the chocolate milk, you can have water. And you have twenty minutes to do this. I think, dude. It is. There was a bag of chocolate chips in each cookie. That was almost like eating peanut butter. Your mouth was just exhausted. There was. Oh, it was terrible. I did not win that one. My buddy won that one. He got a T-shirt. And if you win, All you right. don't have to pay for the cookies. You get a picture on the wall and you get a T-shirt. I lost. I paid forty-five dollars for cookies, and my cookies that I didn't eat were such a mess. I couldn't even take them home. I was like, "Do you want a box?" I'm like, "It looks like like." No, I don't want a box. Like this is terrible. (laughs) That's a hard one, but you know. So don't do chocolate chip. You go there, red velvet, sugar cookies, things like that.
1: No, I've 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 always wanted to. I've always wanted to do hot dog eating contests. I feel like I can. I feel like I, I can do pretty well. I'm not saying I could win, but I think I can. I think I could place in a hot dog eating contest. You think so? How many how many dogs do you think you can do? Uh I mean, I I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I I. I don't, I've never eaten any amount of hot dogs where I was like, I don't want another hot dog. All right. You know what I mean? Like I've never, I've never actually sat there and like tried to do it. I went to Philly's
0: dollar dog one night and me and a buddy were like, dude, let's do this. Let's see what we can do. And maybe they change it now, but before there used to be like two vendors with the hot dogs, you'd like go find them and get it. So we're like, Oh, we each take 10. So they were already cold to begin with. I got through six. My buddy had six. I ate the seventh one leaning over a trash can. It was ice cold, half cooked. I got the seventh one down. My body hated me for the next three days.
1: So I, you know, I I mentioned my friend Joey earlier. um, And actually another friend of mine, Matt Litton, who also passed away this year. It's, it's been rough it's been tough a rough, year uh, you, man. tough year uh, yeah it's been a rough couple of years but this year especially um for joey's 40th birthday we all got together uh, my friend timmy had just died timmy gross i don't know if you remember him from high school but uh um, oh,
0: yeah yeah god man
1: uh, you know we're like you know what let's you know we, you know let's get together for something and it happened to be joey's birthday who passed away thereafter me joey and i want to say I, I forget who else we, we did the same thing it was dollar dog night we went to the phillies game it was 25. We still went to the Phillies game, but you know we were like, "All right, who wants?" To? But I I ended up eating ten. Ten? Whoa! With no For problem. You. Yeah. And they and they and they both stopped. The two the the two next were both six. I could have stopped at seven. Yeah. But you wanted to show domination? <laughs> this
0: was like this was like the yeah, Warriors yeah. running. I didn't yeah. want to just
1: win. I wanted to win win. Yeah. But I, I could eat more, but like the game was over. <laughs> yeah, you're like, guys, gotta get some dogs. Like, Man, you got to go. Come on, I got money. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar Dog Night's the best. If you can get tickets for Dollar Dog Night, you know, like it's actually, and it's usually on Tuesdays too, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I think typically they put it on just, Tuesday. You just go there, you know, make sure you wear your Thanksgiving pants so you can stretch out.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, always, always. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this up in a minute. But all right. So okay. you're playing at a bar, you can feel the energy changing, you feel the negative oh. energy changing. Coming on, you know, guys had too many beers. Someone looked at somebody the wrong way. Are like, do you feel that? Like, I've been at bars and felt that, and I've definitely like yes. pulled my wife away. I'm like, hey, you know, there's something happening over here. Are you yeah. able to change that a little bit with your music? Do you have like something? I know you can't like cure everything with music, but you're like, hey, like, usually everybody buys into this song, or it's like it's too far gone. And do you play
1: through it, or are you commentating? Usually for me, that uh, I'll usually take a break. I'm like, all right, folks, I'm going to be right back. You guys enjoy yourselves. And then I'll get the hell out of there because growing up, I, I, you know, I, I was in way too many bar fights and saw too many bar fights and I just, I'm old and I don't want to be anywhere near that. So if I feel like a negative energy, if I feel like anything, I'll take a break. I'll secure my stuff the best I can go out the back door, have a smoke and kind of like assess the situation. I'll be honest. It doesn't happen very often. I don't know if it's just the luck of the draw, the places I play, you know, but it doesn't really like I, like that negativity. That I mean, you were only a couple years younger than me, so I mean, you remember like you know the fights that used to break out almost every night, like like places like Mickey's and Sharkies, and you know, like there was fights all the time back then. It's like it's a little bit more mellow now. I I, I think, and I just probably shot myself in the foot. Watch now,
0: <laughs> I'll play this weekend
1: because
0: your good vibes you're providing, man. That's what it is.
1: I mean. I, I hope so. I mean, I, you know, I, I hope that I play some part in that, but uh, I just, I, I mean, like even when I'm just out and about, like I, I don't really ever feel that negative energy too much as much as I used to. And I, and maybe, you know, when I was younger, like, I, like it was new. So maybe I, I, I mistook certain things, as negative energy, but it was just people having a good time and I just hadn't experienced it yet. Does that make yeah. sense? You know, maybe that just comes from experience and,
0: Yeah, I I, I have this sixth sense. I have this sixth sense where I can see a fight happening. Like, I can feel it. I can smell it. (laughs) And it's just like, all right, two steps back. Like, you know, let's just see what's happening here. Like, make sure my wife's okay. Like, all right, we'll slide over here. And she's like, what is happening? You missed it. Like, one, don't you feel that? And two, like, this guy's just looking at him just the wrong way. You can just see he's looking the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have a pretty pretty good wherewithal when it comes to, to that. But like I said, I haven't really encountered much of that in recent years and like i i I mean i I play earlier now like most of my shows are done by 11 o'clock like i i don't you know i'm 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 older now you know i don't and ever since covid things aren't open as late either bars used to stay up until three o'clock in the morning which i guess some still do some do again you know but i didn't used to start playing until 10 30. You know, now I'm done by 11, sometimes 1030. Sometimes I'm done by eight, you know, like different places. I play for an older crowd, you know, but if there's ever any trouble brewing or anything, I try to disappear. I try to, you know, not be in any anywhere near where I could be any kind of involved, you know, Yeah, um, smart. you know, it's, it's just, I, I'm just, I, I'm way past all that stuff. And, you know, I just, I, I Sometimes I'll stay places a little bit later and I will feel that way, but like I won't be playing anymore. So if I feel that, I just, I'm all right, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, and see just... you guys tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, now I yeah. hear you.
0: But it has yeah. been funny like, though, since I, like COVID, that places, you know, were closed or they closed earlier or they were only open on certain days that there, you know, there was a time like, I definitely don't go out like at midnight anymore. But, like you would go out at midnight or 1230 or one and, and expect oh, yeah. like your, your bar to be open. And if nobody was there, like the bar was still open because they didn't close until three o'clock now they might close at 2 30 yeah. if no one's there but like, you could walk into a bar 1 45 nobody there and they're still waiting for you but now it's probably like hey 12 30 no one's here yeah, we're gonna call tonight
1: we're not spending <laughs> yeah, our money that's,
0: and that's, eh, see you guys later
1: that's a, yeah that's exactly how it is so, so
0: it's, you know
1: it's i mean good for them i mean you know i i you know i did used to eat, you know not just as a musician but you know also you know as a as a restaurant manager and as even as a you know, dishwasher as long ago as that was like, you know, I, I've worked in the industry and I know what it's like to be there at all, you know, three 30 in the morning and four o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it's, it's,
0: no one's it been sucks. there for five hours and you're leaning on the counter and you're like, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and it's, you know, so I, 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 get it, but at the same time I am a little bit of a night owl and I do like, I'll get like antsy to be like, oh, you know, what's. It's only 11 o'clock. Hmm. Maybe I'll have a nightcap and I'll, I'll, i drive to the Wick and it's like, oh no, we closed at nine 30 tonight. I'm like what? Uh, <laughs> that's terrible, man. There's a wiki. You know, I mean, well, you know where I live. I like it's on my yeah. way home no matter which way I go really, except for, yeah, you know, it's, there's only one way where it's not on my way home. And if I go that way, then the is on my way home. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah Valaris, you got Shady's, you got the Wick. You're, you're covered. You yeah. The, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I'm right in the middle of the triangle there. Yeah. You uh, the three wise men there all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> so where where can people find you? People want to come see you this summer. People want to get your own music. Where can people find you?
1: Okay. Um, well, my schedule uh, is always on Facebook, my Facebook page, the Mark J. Fisher music page. I am on Instagram. I try really hard to remember to post things on Instagram, but I'm an old school guy. I, I always remember my Facebook. I always forget to do Instagram, but I, I you can follow me on Instagram, Marky the fish. And as far as my music, it's available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, pretty much. Yeah, no, no, not pretty much a- a- everywhere where, where you can stream music. You can stream where you can purchase both of my albums. Fish Out of Water, which was released in 2021, and The Island of Misfit Noise, which was released uh, just this past uh, December. yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, all right. so streaming yeah. everywhere, people. Stream it. Buy it. I'll, I'll put yeah. all your stuff in my show notes so people can see where you're going. Come follow awesome. Mark this summer. Come check him out. Tell him you heard him on Wild and Weird. Let him know what a good time you're having with him. But, Mark, I appreciate it, man. It was great catching up with you. Open door policy. Anytime you come back, talk music talk you know we can do the 27 club when you talk about all musicians that died at 27 if if it's a curse or oh not. yeah
1: that's, we, we
0: got stuff we can we can get into
1: oh, oh i wish you run that up earlier uh, oh, so
0: this is part wait. two man you're coming on again
1: all right sounds good buddy it was great catching right. up with you
0: yeah man i appreciate it you take care thanks no a lot. and right, thank you all right i'll see, see. you take care. All right, everyone, that was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guest. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time.